Please bow your heads. God, grant us serenity to accept the things that we cannot change, courage to change the things that we can, and the wisdom to know the difference in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. My name is Philip Duvall, and I belong to Jesus Christ. That's the bio I'm giving you right now. If you want to know more about me, there's like a cute little bio in the uh, program. And when I, when I start to bore you during my sermon and you need something to look at, look at that. It's very interesting. Um, I'm way more fascinated by this story than I am by my own. And the story that we hear today is so... Um, it's, it's like, it's, you know what I like about it? It's like sneaky awesome. Because you hear this story uh, about Jesus' baptism. And Mark... Mark is moving so fast, you're not even sure what just happened. And, and if you hear this story, you're almost more focused on how goofy uh, John the Baptist seems than you are with the miraculous thing that happens with Jesus. And I'm not actually talking about the dove and the breaking of the heavens, although that is pretty amazing. But that's not the thing I'm talking about. I, I think that this is a scripture that we have the potential to almost look past like when you heard the, the, the gospel today, and if you've heard it before, you're like, right, right, Jesus is the beloved son of God and there's a dove, that's really cool. And then what's next? Like, so now, so now what? It's really easy to do that. And to do so is to skip past not only the origin, the, the beginning of who Jesus is in his public ministry, but honestly, to do that is to skip past who we are. Who, who we are in our cores and in our being. Because for me, because I'm not, I won't say this for you, I'll just say this for myself, I'm a, I'm a pretty selfish guy. So when I read these stories, I always want to go, yeah, but what does that mean for me? That's just, just my, my, it's my, it's my natural inclination. Yeah, but what does that mean for me? And this is one of those stories where it's all about, people talk about it and it's all about who Jesus is. Well, you see, this proves that Jesus is the Son of God. It says so right there in the thing, that, that, that the Father looks down and the, the heavens break open, which is, you know, again, really awesome. And, and then this dove comes down and the voice is heard, this is my son, my beloved, with whom I am well pleased. And if you're like me, the first thing you go is, well, that didn't happen at my baptism. That was... I mean, I don't remember it, but I feel like, because I was a baby, but I feel like if that had happened, somebody would have gotten a picture, right? And people, I would like, and we'd hear stories about it, like, you know, like, Uncle Jim would get drunk at the you know, Christmas party and be like, I remember that time at your baptism with the dove. It was so weird. Like, that didn't happen, right? So we know that. And so we use this story as sort of like a, well, this is just how amazing Jesus is, right? And hey, if you're a Christian and you're sitting around, or if you're not a Christian and you're sitting around thinking about how amazing Jesus is, good work. I'm all for that. That's a wonderful start. Let's do that. Let's think about how amazing Jesus is. But what I want us to do I want us to not stop there. It's like stopping at the beginning of a story, not getting to the part, not getting to the meat of it. See, the beautiful thing is, not just that Jesus is the beloved Son of God in whom God is well pleased. It's not just that. It's what Jesus does with that. And it's actually amazing what he does with that. He gives it to us. 
What do I mean by that? Very simply, we are not baptized in the baptism of John. You know, that you heard that story from Acts that was really well read today. You heard that beautiful story where they're like, well, we were given John, uh, John's baptism and that was, that was pretty cool. And Paul was like, yes, it is cool, but guess what? I'm going to baptize you in Jesus Christ. And that means that you are part of the baptism of Jesus. And what that means, what that means is that the words that belong to Jesus, you are my son, my beloved With you I am well pleased. Those become words for you. Those are no longer just for Jesus. Those words are your words. They are words that God is speaking to you. You are baptized into the baptism of Jesus. That means that you, right here, sitting in this pew, you are sons of and daughters of God. Have you even thought about that before? It's so cool. You are sons and daughters, even in the balcony, you too. You are sons and daughters of God. How does he feel about that? Well, you are beloved. And with you, he is well pleased. What if you allowed those words to be yours? What if you stopped reading that story simply as a way of looking at what kind of a guy Jesus was and is and started to see that the kind of guy Jesus was and is was the kind who included us into that, adopted us. We belong to to God fully and utterly and completely. You belong to God fully and utterly and completely. Jesus does not make you a good person. He does not make you a Christian. Jesus makes you a beloved daughter of God. Jesus makes you a beloved son of God. I want to know that you see that as inherently different than just Jesus shows me how to treat people. Or even Jesus did these really amazing things and I need to believe that he was amazing. Those things are true, but they are only part of the truth. Jesus fundamentally, utterly changes who we are at our core such that we totally and completely belong to God and nothing gets in the way of that. So I'm a Duvall. I've been a Duvall since I was born. Um, And my dad was the kind of guy who would say, you know, Phil, we're Duvalls and we do it this way. Like he was really big on that. Like, you know, Duvalls do this. And so we had this really sort of like family pride thing going. I don't know if you've ever, either your family of origin is like that or maybe you've married into a family like that or you just know that family that it, and, it, and those families like pull other people into them. You know what I mean? And there's this really, like the, the patriarchs and the matriarchs of that family, they, they create this strong sense of identity. And so you think, well, I, okay, well, I have to, well, Duvalls don't do that, so I won't do that. 
And, and, and Duvall's, Duvall's are like this, so I'm going to be like that. And, and the thing is, that's, that's kind of true. It, that's kind of true. But that sends us in this weird place where, so if I don't do those things, am I no longer a Duvall? Well, Duvall's act like this. Yeah, but I don't always act like that. Well, Christians, you know, Christians act like this. Well, I don't always act like that. Well, Christians believe like this. Yeah, I don't always believe all that. It becomes about our actions and about what we are. And so much of Christianity that we hear about and look at and read about today is about, it's like this sort of moralistic country club teaching you to be a certain way so that you can be a good citizen. Like, act this way and then you'll be a Christian. Act this way and then you'll be a Duvall. But the funny thing is, you know... that's not what makes me a Duvall. What's funny is I have friends of my father's who knew my dad back when he was my age, and when they see me or hear me talk, they see or hear my dad. Like they hear his voice, or they see something that I do with my hand or with my face that I don't even notice. You know what I mean? And that's what makes me a Duvall. I have two brothers. We don't look anything alike, but when I walk into a room where someone hasn't met me, they know one of my brothers, they go, oh, you're a Duvall. I go, how can you tell? I go, well, you walk like the other Duvalls. You know what I mean? The reality is that I'm not a Duvall because of anything that I learn to do or try to act or put on. I'm a Duvall because I have been born into it, raised up into it. I share the flesh and blood of my brothers and my parents. And I share the reality of being a part of their family. And it's just who I am and there's nothing I can do to get rid of it. And the reality of you is that Jesus Christ is not just here to show you how to be and and, and act or what to do. It's that he has fundamentally changed you in the sense that in his baptism he has adopted you into the family. You. You are God's beloved. You are God's daughter. In whom he is well pleased. You are God's son. In whom he is well pleased. You. You. Right now. You. Me. Yes. You. His beloved. Absolutely. But the well pleased part. Yes. Even the well pleased part. Why? Why? Because. Jesus does not just make us somebody that's worth God's attention or time. Jesus does not just make you... I have to say this again and again and again. God is not interested in you becoming a better person. God is not interested in you becoming a better person. God is interested in you accepting your total and unconditional and complete belovedness. He's interested in you. He is overwhelmed with desire for you to know that you are his son, that you are his daughter, that he made you on purpose as you are. You could leave here and never do another good thing and you still belong to God. You could leave here and do terrible, horrible things and you still belong to God. Nothing you can do or not do, say or not say, can separate you from the bond that you have with your father now. That's the reality. 
which is good because now you can go and you're free. You don't have to do anything else, right? That's the deal. The funny thing is, the funny thing is that because you're a Christian, because you've been given this 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 gift of life and this and this this adoption into a family that is truly unconditionally loving and blessing, the, it, the, the reality is that you have to feed the poor now. I'm sorry, but you have to. And you have to forgive people. And you have to love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Why? So that you can be a good Christian? No, because it's who you are. When you learn how to forgive when you learn how to love, when you learn how to care for the people in front of you, to stop looking at them just as other people on this earth and start looking at them as brothers and sisters, fellow sons and daughters of God, created on purpose, beloved, you have no choice but to love them. It's who you are. Claim your birthright. Be not something else. Be yourself. The self that God made you. He made you for love. You were born to be loved and to love. Christ claimed you in baptism out of love and for love. It is your being. It is your last name. It is your heart. It is your truth. It's in your DNA, in your bones, in your flesh. You are God's daughter. You are God's son. That belongs to you. With you he is well pleased. You beloved sons and daughters of God. What would your life look like if you believed that?